Welcome to Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have an amazing conversation with Nada and Christopher, who are truly living a life of service. They operate a website called New Earth Masters, where they generously offer their gifts online. I'm always fascinated to hear other people's thoughts about the state of our planet, humanity, and the challenges we face, especially from people who have dedicated themselves to a life of service. What I admire about Nada and Christopher is that they are offering their services and living their lives in their own way and following their hearts. We cover a lot of relevant topics that are on everyone's mind these days. So let's go to that conversation now. happened in Beirut we're like all right spirit where do we go it's like boom Hawaii like yes that feels so good and and we just like a week do you feel like do you have like like Lemurian um roots or um does it feel like home or from like another does it remind you of another lifetime where the energies absolutely you know it definitely feels like home and actually when we moved here we started getting lot before we moved here we started getting lots of different like visions of our life together in Atlantis and Lemuria. So it's all like makes sense with the activations that we're experiencing now. Cool. Yeah. I'm from Oahu, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And people are like, why, why would anybody move away from Hawaii? But, um, you know, there's, I think there's different energies are right for different souls or are different times on our path. Absolutely. Yeah. Where, where are you living now? In Austin. So both Tim and I are in Austin. We're just in our separate homes right now. <laughs> yeah, normally yeah. we have the recordings at my house and we're both in person. But ever since, you know, the whole COVID thing, we've started doing the Zoom and it's fine. It's OK. But it's kind of nice to be in person, too, you know, and get to see people face to face. You know, I'm, I kind of miss that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are missing is that connection. You yeah. Know, physical connection, not just hopping on zoom or you know calling someone over the phone it's it's nice yeah. to meet with people mm-hmm. like me, i'll just take it like one is always better than zero you know at least we have zoom you know we have the uh, opportunity to see one another like on an international scale yeah hey, but all your all the things that you guys offer are it looks like all the things you offer are online anyway right is that true or do you work with some people yeah. in person or you know i feel so blessed because uh right before covid like five or six months before COVID hit or COVID came on the planet, you know, in meditation, we used to teach our courses live in Mm -hmm. Dubai and five to six months before COVID, I got this really strong message from God, like put all your work online and leave Dubai and move to Lebanon. And what we did is we moved to Lebanon really remotely, like in a beautiful, like forest area next to like lots of uh, like angelic churches. It was really nice, like Mother Mary's church and like all the signature energies of of Mary Magdalene. And we spent that time and we put all our work online and then COVID hit. And then, you know, it was like, wow, God, thank you. (laughs) Because our work just transformed online and, you know, we weren't really affected, which is a blessing for us. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Aquarian, you know, to 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 kind of do everything in this new technology way. I think that we are blessed that in living in Austin, it's a little bit. I think Texas is a little has a little bit more 
openness than a lot of the other states. And so I have both options for my clients. You know, we can either meet virtually or in person with masks. And I'm finding actually a lot of people get like, like Christopher was saying, like a lot of people want that connection. So a lot of people are coming in person, you know, wearing the mask um, because the, the virtual thing, it works, it, it works really wonderful in, in some ways. And then, you know, but we still need some way to get um, our human contact and, and there's, you know, various ways to do that. But yeah, so I think it always helps to kind of start off hearing each person's individual journey, spiritual journey. It's so exciting and fascinating to hear because there's so many paths up the mountain and everyone's got their own unique version. I don't know wh- whichever one of you wants to kind of share your story first. Yeah, I would say my journey has been very interesting. It's been a climb for many years. Um, it's been a steady climb for many years. I would say around 2012 is when I started asking a lot of questions like uh, my awareness of the the governments, what's going on behind the scenes, like that sort of started to click with me. And that's how, um, not really the spiritual awareness, but just my overall awareness of reality and, and really what's happening started to wake up. I would say that my spiritual, my spiritual journey really started after my mom passed in 2016. And two years after she passed, I left home. I was, you know, dedicated to my spiritual journey to really, really activate the God self within me. Like I was very dedicated to that. And then I met Nada in 20, we started talking in 2018. Since I've met Nada, the the journey has really amplified. So I would say that's sort of a a rough estimate about my, my journey. I've had some amazing experiences on the way. But for me, it's been unfolding like consistently, you know, it's like a consistent journey. It's not, uh, it's not anything that happened overnight for me. So I would say that was pretty much it. I would agree with Christopher in the sense, like since we met our, my spiritual path has been like a catalyst. Like it's like, boom, 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 every day, getting different downloads, different visions, you know, different activations. But I would say that I was kind of born awake. I remember myself at the age of seven, always looking around me, thinking like, what is going on with the world? Because I could always see beyond the veils. I could always see like people's emotional bodies, not just like, you know, the uh, persona and what they're saying and feeling. I would see angels. I would see the uh, dark beings at a very young age. And then at the age of 14, I had a near-death experience. I had a car accident. And when I had that near-death experience, my my kind of like my soul separated from my physical body, and and I was in this realm of understanding this oneness, and that reality somehow a synchronized dream, and it was very quick. Even though uh, there was no time, like it was like infinite space, and at the same time, it all happened in a second, you know. And I remember when it happened in that second, I looked down and I saw my physical body and I'm like, why, why am I here when my body's there? And I just woke up in my body. But back then, like there was no Google or Yahoo or any of those search engines when I was 14. So I was convinced that I just hit my head because that's what happened. I fell off a car and I hit my head and I had to get stitches. And then, you know, I became a teenager and I forgot all about my spirituality, closed my third eye, uh, started drinking and 
going into that pattern of uh, complete self-destruction <laughs> and self-sabotage in every way, numbing myself, basically. I think when I was 21, this was an amazing experience. When I was 21, I was floating in my swimming pool at night, uh, just stargazing. It was something I loved to do. And I, and I was just looking at the stars and I was wondering, like, there must be more in the world than what we know. I like received a massive transmission. Like I felt it like from the stars straight into my pineal gland. It wasn't like, uh, like Christopher or many people where it was like, you know, you, you kind of do your research and you unfold from chakras to, um, you know, healings and start healing. It was like a direct knowing it's like, boom, complete expansion. Um, I understood that I was multidimensional. I understood reality was an illusion. I understood we're all God in a synchronized dream. Uh, like everything would just happen in that instant. And then, of course, from there, I started my healing journey. Uh, everything just started, you know, coming into place, you know, healing all my self-sabotage and all my numbing so I can really be present in my body and present in life and be life itself. And uh, it's been really beautiful. I have to say, when I was pregnant with my son, also, there was like another, so I've had like many catalysts. The car accident was, accident was a catalyst that, Transmission from the stars with the catalyst. Being pregnant with Nabil, my, my son, was a huge catalyst. And uh, meeting Christopher was like the ultimate catalyst of, uh, of spiritual uh, expansion and knowing myself. So you guys offer a lot of services now, and um, some of them even together. So can you guys talk about how you got to start doing that? Was it individual at first and then together? Or did you guys always start doing this together? Well, when we met, Nada was was doing a lot of feminine, trying to think of the word, not retreat. Yeah, doing retreats okay. and workshops. Yeah, and... doing like feminine workshops, retreats. So Nada was bringing a lot of this information forward for the feminine for quite some time. And we met and we decided to start putting our work online with everything that we've experienced, we wanted to create courses for people that may be going through the same journey or may be experiencing the same things that we had overcome or we had shifted. We really loved creating uh, this content and this material of, of everything that really worked well. Like basically the content, like I had a company called Elevated Vibrations and Christopher had a company called uh, Lion Realignment. And uh, we were doing different things. I was really focused on the feminine path because of my plant medicine journeys. Like ayahuasca was really like showing me the importance of a woman embracing her womb wisdom. So I really dove deep into that. And then when we got together, we left our companies and we merged and we created New Earth Masters. And basically the courses that we offer are our personal uh, what worked for our own healing journey, for how we expanded, how we let go of limitations, how we um, embodied more of our higher self and the practices and the tools that we use on a daily basis to stay in that alignment. What's beautiful about New Earth Masters is that there's a course for everybody and there's a course for every different part of everyone's path. You know, we have courses from like beginning of like awakening, like the initiation. It's one of my favorite courses. Actually, they're all my favorite courses. I love them all. <laughs> they're all so special in their own way. And we have, what is it? I said, they're your babies, right? You birth yeah. them and yeah. then you love them all. They're different, but, but you love them all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So you have the, the, each of you, you know, there's your offerings for the feminine. I don't know. I didn't see, is there one for um, divine masculine? I definitely saw. We have three courses in the pipeline to be launched very soon. One of them is for the masculine. One of them is for uh, like Tantra, like using uh, conscious uh, sexuality. And one of them is like really being a light worker and an embodied light worker. You know, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of to-do lists, but really like being that light worker. What has been the greatest challenge in kind of um, in your work and bringing this out into the world? Do you find that people are very receptive or there's only certain kind of person that is attracted to your work or because I'm curious too, because, you know, since there's, you have a woman and a man that that might bring more um, balance as far as who comes to you versus like when I offer things, there's mostly women, there's a small percentage of men, but mostly women. And I I sometimes wonder, because it's not just the things that I offer, but when I go to other people, you know, like meditation circle or something, it's 80% women and 20% men. And I'm just curious if you guys have a different balance there, or you're finding more men are coming online or... I feel your experience is uh, is worldwide. I feel like uh, because women were more uh, women are more like in tune with their emotions and they weren't suppressed by society like they shouldn't feel and they shouldn't be emotional and they kept that gift of uh, being in their emotional state and uh, you know have the space to express it. I feel like on the path of awakening and um, really activating that spirit within, um, I think it's only natural that women uh, kind of like took that train first. We find the same ratio, not not only on our online courses, but even when we had live courses, uh, you know, it's usually like 70%, 80% women, 20%, 30% men. It is like that. We are noticing that more and more men are engaging. There is more resistance with men. I find like from our male clients, there's more resistance for them to uh, live in that forgiveness because, you know, I've noticed on my journey and uh, you maybe as men, you know, Tim and Christopher, you can share because... Uh, I'm speaking from my perspective as a woman, but I've noticed that even though women have a lot of traumas and and pains and suppression and all of that to heal, especially when it comes to their femininity and their magnetism and their expression, I've noticed that men have deeper wounds, you know, and it's 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 really deep in the core. So I find that men that step onto the path must be really, really, either they must have had really enough of whatever's going on in their reality, or they must be really courageous. Uh, to face uh, the wounds that are within themselves, because it's very intense for men. It's I find it more intense for men than women, even though it's very intense for women too, like when they start the healing journey. Yeah, I've been encouraged to see more men's groups and things forming where there had been this kind of thing for women for a long time. And that's what I was asking about, you know, oh, do you have a divine masculine course? Because cause that's an important piece too, as well as, you know, for the same way that men need to tap into their divine feminine, women also need to tap into their divine masculine. You know, we're trying to upgrade both our masculine or evolve our masculine into the divine masculine and evolve our feminine into the divine feminine. So we all need both of those pieces to come into our own divine union within ourselves. So I love that you guys are kind of offering that at all these different um, ways. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, I find that what what I've understood on my path is that it's, Uh, The feminine, whether it's in men and women, it has a big role with the awakening of the masculine because the feminine has to really be in her full um, capacity and really be that uh, nurturing, loving, compassionate, wise pillar in order to hold space for the masculine to feel safe to go into his wounds 
whether it's a woman working with her masculine or a man working with his masculine or a woman working with a man or a man, you know, that's like irrelevant. But I feel like first, like the feminine rises and then the masculine has the space and the foundation to rise. And then the masculine holds that foundation for the feminine to embrace her goddess. And from that space, he becomes the god. So it's like independent and interdependent and combined. It's all connected to one another. Everything is, you know, it's a ripple effect of each other. Yeah, I think you're right. Especially if you look at it from a bigger picture. If you're looking at what's happening right now on our planet, you would see, I think you would see exactly that. You would see the women leading the way in terms of spirituality. Obviously, we're under some kind of massive shift that's happening right now. And yeah, someone has to lead the way, right? So, so the women have taken that role. And I think it's really interesting also because part of that shift is balancing out the masculine and the feminine. And we've been so dominated by masculine idealism in the past how many years, you know, thousands probably. And uh, now that's starting to shift. And um, yeah, it's, it, it can't be anything but good, though, you know, for us to have more balance, especially in terms of masculine and feminine. Uh, what were you going to say, Tayana? Oh, so I was just thinking about how, so, you know, since we're talking about kind of the feminine leading the way so that the masculine feels safe to join. And then I was thinking about, yeah, so for men then, yeah, do you, so do you feel like, so men have to go, I guess they do, I guess I'm like thinking this through as I'm saying it. So the men kind of have to embrace their own divine feminine first in order to really step into their divine masculine. So men are like opening their heart and finding this love and forgiveness, as you mentioned, and really holding space for themselves before they step into their masculine divinity. Yeah, because like like what the way the world has been set up, like the matrix and like this whole you know uh, amnesia that's that was going on on the planet before the massive awakening there's a massive distortion in the feminine and massive distortion in the masculine, which caused a lot of conflict, right? So basically the main conflict is like the feminine uses manipulation to get the masculine to do what she needs her, she needs him to do, whether it's within a person. So this is like irrelevant if it's a male or female, right? We're talking energies here. And the masculine has a big lack of trust with the feminine. And because of that, doesn't have like this deep leadership that's uh, rooted in unity. So that's why the distorted masculine has a lot of dominance and authority. And it's it's uh, based on a lot of separation and it's ego-based because it's like, I, 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 I. And the reason why the masculine has that is because of the wounds they have in their own feminine. So when the feminine rises and lets go of this manipulation, lets go of the need to control and uh, basically, you know, becomes spirit, like welcomes the grace of God in her heart, welcomes um, like the wisdom of the universe in her womb and drops down and surrenders completely to God without needing to have her control lead the way or her control make things happen, that she's uh, fully guided by the bigger picture and, and the energies of creation. From that space, she can uh, really see the wounds of the masculine and instead of manipulating him or dissing him for being emotional or making him feel less of a man for being emotional in any shape or form, you know, she can really use that, um, like this nurture to let the oak tree rise. And then when he feels safe, he'll stop needing to um, not trust her, you know, trust the feminine. And then when that trust is there, 
he will transform his leadership from like this dominance authority, ego-based leadership into more of a community-based leadership. And then the oneness appears within the self and, you know, the people that are in the space. That's really well said. Speaking of the oneness, so, you know, everything has gotten really polarized. Um, I mean, it's been leading. And then, of course, it's it's getting more and more polarized. Even, um, you know, with COVID and everything, it's been interesting to see, even in like light worker communities, how it's become really polarized kind of on somebody believes this, there's like the us versus them kind of mentality. What are your thoughts on on how how we can heal that polarization? Yeah, I mean, divide and conquer has been a tool that the system's used for a very long time to divide communities, to, you know, divide families. You know, in the States, there's the political parties. It's like there's always one side or the other. And I think one of the big things that we need to really shift within ourselves is to be able to listen and hear people's opinions without needing to go straight into defense mode or go into this judgment state where it's like, you know, your belief is wrong. My belief is right. Mm. And, you know, there's always a middle ground, you know, you can always talk to people. And even if, if other people don't agree with your belief systems, that's okay. Everyone has the right to their reality. Everyone has the right to their belief system. So I think that there's a lot of people that are very hard headed at the moment. And I think the reason for that is because the world is in such a state where a lot of people don't feel safe. A lot of people are in fear. A lot of people are probably in shock. You know, a lot of people are like, what's going to happen? There's so much uncertainty. uncertainty. So I think this is also putting people on edge, you know? So this is why this, this divide is getting stronger and stronger because these people are, they're scared. There's, there's a big part of them that's scared. So People returning to that inner peace, people returning back to themselves and living life from that state is very important because the more people that are at peace within radiating that out into the world is going to really alchemize and shift people around themselves as well. So I would say when it comes to how do we heal that divide is people need to listen to others, understand others, and not get into this defensive, you know, I'm right, you're wrong sort of role. I love what you said, you know, it's all, I feel like it's all about the uncertainty, like, because everyone I feel is waiting for things to go back to normal. What I feel that people need to understand that there's, we're never going to go back to what's happened. Like, we're never going to go back to normal. And there's only moving forward from here. And there is, um, if you want to say it, like two big opposing energies at the moment. There's the, the ones that want to be liberated and they want to be sovereign from all the rules and regulations and all of that. And then there's the opposing team, which, you know, wants to, you know, put all the laws and the vaccinations and the control and all of that. So there's never, we're never going to go back to what was normal. What's going to happen is what are we co-creating as a collective? 
because everything is our creation as a collective consciousness. Everything we think and feel in our emotional body creates our personal reality. So technically, everybody's in their own reality. So if somebody believes COVID is real and somebody believes COVID is not real, somebody believes they're going to die from COVID, somebody even gets COVID, and somebody doesn't even believe that COVID exists, everyone's right because everyone is creating their own reality. And reality is an illusion. And what you choose to experience in your emotional body is what you're going to experience in your physical reality. But as a collective consciousness, because we're in one synchronized dream, we are, we are one, one consciousness having these individual experiences. So as a collective consciousness, it's what is the majority experiencing with their willpower. So people can say, you know, I don't want the vaccination, but they don't really have the strong pillar within like the willpower that they will not be taking it. Therefore, they're not influencing the collective consciousness or somebody would be like, yeah, I'm going to take the vaccination, but it's coming from a place of fear and it's not coming from a place of true desire. Then they're still not influencing the collective consciousness. So the collective consciousness or wherever we're heading as a, a species is based on what is everyone's true desire. And what I've noticed from people, because I'm super psychic, right? So when I sit with people, I hear their thoughts, I understand their emotions. There's a lot of people that are happy they're getting COVID. They're getting, in my world, it's COVID. You know, <laughs> for me, it's, it's between parentheses because in my world, it doesn't really exist the way it's portrayed by the media. But what I understand from people that are getting this COVID is some of them are actually happy because now they have a reason to receive so much love. Now they have a reason to receive so much attention. Now they have a reason or an excuse to let go of everything that they believe they failed in and to accept themselves and start different reality. So um, within this spiritual path, I think we as light workers really need to be in alignment more than ever at the moment because I believe that we are living in a realm of duality. So there is the darkness and the light and the darkness would be like the control and the manipulation and, and uh, removing people's freedom or covering the veils from our true identity. And the light would be those that embrace their source self and their cosmic hearts. And, you know, the darkness has a lot of force and the light workers are really living in that place of like peace and love, but then there's no force behind what are they creating with that peace and love. So I feel that now, because there's a massive shift happening on the planet, light workers more than ever need to be in their alignment. Like we have been trained for this incarnation, for thousands of incarnations. You know, we've been trained to be pillars of light, beacons of love. And this is the time we need to put our training in embodiment. So we can, uh, you know, assist the collective in eliminating its fear, assist the collective in rising from that uh, lack or scarcity mentality or victimhood mentality and really rise into their power uh, as sovereign beings and living in their truth and embracing their true identity, which is um, forever expanding consciousness. Yeah, I feel like that's a really good point to make that no one really makes is that the light portion of us needs to be more assertive and more coherent and and maybe formulate somewhat of a plan because the dark side they've had a plan for a while and, and and they've been very good at implementing it so yeah that's that's really good you don't ever hear anyone mention that and uh, i think it's an important point to make but you know it's it's tricky when someone starts to become more awake like I have recently, you know, with this, when I started this podcast, I started learning a lot about these concepts and I became, um, you know, I changed 
now I feel things more. I feel what's happening on the planet more. And sometimes, you know, like Christopher was saying, it's very scary because I pick up on that now. I pick up on what's happening with everyone and their fears and their and their anxieties. And, um, and so that, to me, has been a challenge because, yes, I'm more aware now, but on the other hand, it's hard to be there because I feel these negative feelings now. And, you know, and now I have to do something to address them. So... You know, that's that's something me personally that I, I go through, you know, and then it's easy when you feel that to get sucked into it, too. And then you yeah. forget like, hey, there there are these tools that I have now, like I can meditate and I can go within and all this. But you almost forget them when you're in the moment, you know. Like, I totally hear you and agree with you. Like when COVID first hit, you know, I have a very, very healthy relationship with my son. And every night, you know, we do affirmations or we pray together or, you know, we do something cute and elevating before he sleeps and one night I walked into his bedroom and um, he was on his iPad and he was counting the COVID deaths around the world and it got me very angry because this is not something a kid should be doing but this is the reality we're living in because COVID has hit the planet and now children are trained to to live in fear that there's a virus that can kill everybody and also uh, you know this child is sitting there with his Instagram friends counting how many people died around the world and wondering when when it's going to get more or like they're all debating this and they're like not even teenagers, you know, and it got me very angry. Like the rage that I was feeling was um, I've never felt that angry. And I realized that I was feeling the rage of myself and everyone that walked before me. Because like you said, like the darkness, they have a plan and they're very smart. Like they have fooled humanity for thousands and thousands and thousands of years when we're actually God beings. That's how smart they are. And the fear is real because that's how that like that's how they've kept people in this lockdown of this matrix. So the more a person awakens the more they start to, to to feel this fear and then it's like you don't know what to do with it because it's so much, right? So even if it's within yourself or you feel it in the collective, if you're, if you're feeling it in the collective and it resonates still in your body, there's a part of you that resonates with that vibrational match. So when I felt the rage, I was so angry and, and I sat with myself and I was like, okay, I am so angry. I don't know what to do with myself. What do I do? And it and it came and that's when it came to me. Use your rage to create the reality that you want. So transform your anger into passion. Transform your fears because I was afraid like something happens to me, you know, it's going to happen to my son. Because of the uncertainty, there's so much fear like we don't know what's going to happen. We have right now more than ever to drop into faith and to to realign ourselves to like complete trusting God and God's plan. But also we want to trust that we came here for a reason. Like there's a reason every single light worker, including yourself, Tim, have incarnated in this day and age, you know, like we like, because life is multidimensional. So you can choose to incarnate, for example, at the Pharaoh time, you can choose to incarnate in World War II. There's no like linear time in the cosmos. You can, you can literally choose where you're going to incarnate for your next learning. But you and every light worker chose this moment, you know, 
And we chose it for a reason. So I would say to you and to every light worker out there that's feeling this, like the rage, the anger, the fear, the frustration, the pain, the sorrow, we're going to feel the collective. But we're also the mirrors of divinity to the collective because the collective is sleeping and they are versions of us. They are us. They are God. We're all one. So I've learned from my rage to transform it into uh, making an impact with what's going to happen with the collective consciousness. So I started speaking more. I created more courses. I started doing what I could with my capacity. So if you feel the fear of the collective consciousness, maybe use it. Use it as a tool, as a fire to bring more light, to bring more love, because fear is illusionary at the end of the day. But but there's a reason you're feeling it. You're feeling it because maybe you have the gift to alchemize it. I want to say something about this that we've been saying just because because again like we can get polarized within ourselves so when we're like oh the collective this or if we say the dark this that polarizes again like oh the dark they're so smart or I just want to kind of like bring it back if we're feeling fear from the collective it's it's our fear too otherwise like as you were saying you know we wouldn't feel it if it wasn't resonating within us and the same with we're like oh the dark's doing this then we get polarized again and so it for me, and I know I said this in our last two episodes, Tim's getting tired of me, but it's really about compassion. If there's anger coming up within me, maybe that's my inner masculine and it's time for my inner feminine to show up and hold space, loving space for that part of myself and be like, yeah, I, I get why you're angry. I know this is frustrating and it's okay. I love you anyway. And I feel like the way that we bridge the gap between the light and the dark, which is it's playing out there, but it's really just a reflection of our own is to come back in our heart and to come back in compassion and not to see things as separate. And like you were saying, not it like if this is an illusion that we came into play and uh, it's all going to be okay, no matter what, there's that truth that everything's always okay and everything's perfect. And the way it's playing out, we want to change and transform it and awaken. And like how we hold that balance of playing the, the Maya, the, you know, the illusion out here and letting that be, what we came to experience to help us awaken and shift. I feel like it's this delicate dance that we're, that we're moving through. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Cause I'd also like to clarify, like when, where we are, when we talk about darkness or anything like that, we recognize that it's, it's all one. It's like describing a cardinal and a blue jay, you know, it's like, they're just two different birds. They're both source. But they're just, they have different qualities. So for us, and different agendas, <laughs> different agendas. So for us, it's not, it's not polarity. It's more of understanding that there are different types of consciousness playing certain roles for experience. So an example is the quote unquote darkness that people say, if they didn't do what they did, humanity would not be rising into their empowerment again. Source wouldn't be able to experience what it's like to go from this illusionary suppression back to its source self. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people may view darkness as this negative thing when in truth, if you look at it from source's perspective, they are literally playing a role for you to remember who you are. So, in some ways, it's it's a gift. They're they're fulfilling their their job. Yeah, I want to add to what you were saying, Tiana, because I feel it's very important 
like obviously we're in this game and there's so much going on but none of it's real and but when it's when we're in it sometimes it can you know it is real because we're in it and we need to be in our embodied body but what you said is very important and this is uh the message that you know i always bring forward is like we need to anchor the ascension timeline because right now it's like all timelines are possible however the collective is going to go everything's possible but if every light worker in their heart anchors what we're creating, which is the ascension timeline, even though everyone has their own turmoils and their own healings, you know, uh, while the ascension timeline is unfolding. But if we focus on what we are creating, like that is the timeline we're all going to experience, uh, then that's what we will experience as a species, you know? And just like when people have their awakening and then they're, then they're in that bliss state, the journey there isn't comfortable at all sometimes, you know? What's happening with the collective is the same now, you know, there's a massive purge going on, is hitting the fan, you know, with some people. But at the end of the day, I truly believe that, you know, we are in a, in a golden age and, and the ascension timeline is what we're experiencing. It's probably just not what our mind thought it would look like, but this is what it's ha what's happening. This is what spirit is creating for our experience. So we need to ride the wave, like, you know, and have fun as surfers instead of, Uh, doubting ourselves or going into panic or fear like let's embody our power now more than ever and like ride the wave to the best of our ability and our capacity it's it's funny when i'm thinking about our past episodes actually i don't think we had that many people who use the terminology ascension although i'm very familiar with that and i, I think tim is and that's something that i work on within myself a lot for the listeners that don't know exactly what we're referring to when we say ascension can you talk a little bit on ascension sort of where we're at now, it's more of an incension. It's like people are going within their hearts, within themselves, activating, healing, rising within, and then the external world will be a reflection of that. You know, so um, the collective will change, you know, a lot of things on the planet will change. So it's, the ascension is really this idea that Earth's frequency is rising back into higher dimensional planes of existence. And with that, everything on the earth also has to vibrationally increase. That's why in the last 20, 30 years, I'd say like, you know, food's been a big thing. So that increases the vibration of the body. A lot of information is coming about how important drinking, you know, healthy water is, minerals and vitamins. Like this information is coming out for humanity because the, we are accelerating in consciousness. And our physical body is very important on that journey. We need to also take care of the physical body and, and rise with it. So we are accelerating back into a higher dimensional plane of existence. It's like we're moving from ego-based reality to living as the higher self. And in order to experience that as a collective, you know, everyone has to do their own inner work because it's an incension. I like what you said. It's an incension. It's, there's no ascension. When we incend we will experience the ascension. And it's basically about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth or experiencing the kingdom of heaven on earth because earth is heaven. Uh, there is no heaven and hell, you know, earth is heaven. Earth is, earth is really beautiful. Like when I travel in the universe and, and I'm shown the energies of the earth, earth is a multidimensional library and humans have the gift and the opportunity to experience any reality they want on earth, any reality, but their emotional state determines it. So that's why you have people that are living in complete chaos, 
really on, on a low vibrational spectrum. But that's the frequency either of their emotional state or what they carry in their DNA, right? Either human DNA or galactic DNA, doesn't matter, but that's, that's their mirror. And then you have people that are living in heaven on earth because they've done the inner work and they've ascended from within, embracing that harmony of their feminine and masculine. So it's like their Christ Magdalene energies have risen. So they have ascended and they are already living on earth as heaven on earth. And uh, the aim of the ascension of the golden age is like for everybody to get on board that train. And I truly believe that everybody will, but just like, you know, when you're getting on an airplane, that's huge. They call in the zone A first, then they call in the zone B first, second, then they call in the zone C. And I feel like, you know, in the beginning, people woke up, like we had the 70s movement of like the flower power and the hippie movement. You know, they kind of like opened up the collective consciousness for the next wave, which is us, the light workers. You know, we're zone A, you know, we're on that train. And eventually, you know, now with COVID, there's been an opportunity. Many people are waking up like, boom, it's a massive global awakening. So they're like, let's say zone B, if you want to categorize, there's no category, but you know what I mean? And then eventually everybody's going to get on that train because uh, we're all walking in that direction, you know, and we're all helping each other find the light within. We're all helping each other home back to God. And that's when we feel that and live that in our hearts, you know, we experience that on earth and that's the ascension. Do you find that I've, I've seen this with my clientele and I feel like this because of who you both are, how galactic and sort of Aquarian, the things that you offer are, are you finding that a lot more younger and younger people are, you know, like these awakened star children? Do you work with a lot of them? Like they're getting younger and younger versus when I first started my business, there was more gray haired, old hippie, <laughs> the old hippie child or whatever, you know, people um, now it's like getting younger and younger and teenagers. And it's, it's really kind of exciting to me, but I would, I would think, especially because a lot of you know, I, I love your website and it's beautiful, but you know, like your terminology, that hippie generation, I don't know that they would get it. I feel like the young star seeds that are awakening get this the languaging and, and the way that you speak. And so I'm just curious if that's who you tend to attract. Yeah, I, I totally get you. Sometimes when I speak, I'm like, why do you all use those? Why can't I just speak like, you know, nor use normal vocabulary that I learned in school, you know? <laughs> But, you know, sometimes when I speak, I just open my mouth and I just start channeling. And um, I guess this is the terminology that comes out of me. I am noticing that it's much easier to speak to younger generations about the galactic aspect and that we're multidimensional and we have like different lives on different planets. I do find that the younger generation are so on board. They have like that deeper remembrance. And I think maybe because our generation you know, like what happens, what I feel happens is that every generation prepares the collective consciousness for the next generation. And I feel like we've done a lot of work, you know, we should really tap ourselves on the back and we've prepared the collective consciousness for the new generation. So when I see like teenagers or like people in their early twenties, you know, being all star seedish and galactic and yeah, I find that they resonate much faster with what we say. But I have to say that, you know, I, I have clients that are like 60 years old. I have clients that, you know, have grandchildren. I have clients and, you know, everyone have their own spark of remembrance. It really depends on what we're here to do. Like some people are here to really like, for example, refurbish the waters of the earth. 
Some people are here to like, you know, reactivate the energies of the crystals and share that to the world. Some people are here to use sound healing to bring more harmonics and frequencies onto the planet. And some people are here to activate people's DNA. The starseed stuff is about activating the DNA even further. And all of us together matter. Like no one is more important than the other because like a rainbow has many colors. You know, you can't have a rainbow if there's only red. It's not a rainbow. It's a red row, you know? So each, each one of us light workers, we come with a spectrum of light to share. And together we make the rainbow, which, which brings the light onto the planet. I'm really glad you asked them to explain the ascension because they did a really good job of that. Thank you. Were, were you going to ask something else? Oh, I was just going to say, so um, so you have these online classes that people can access anytime. And then I noticed you have like individual sessions, healing sessions, and you have a mentorship. You, you guys have a lot of things. And then you have sometimes these like global mass meditations, and then you have a Facebook group. So like people who are wanting to like connect with others that are like-minded, that would be the Facebook group or you do other group things or... Yeah, the Facebook group is New Earth Masters Tribe. We were very, very excited to start that to build the community and and really have people connecting that are on the same uh, frequency or people that are just waking up. You know, they have the space to ask the questions and uh, everyone supported and loved. So we were very excited to start that. Uh, we do offer many, many things on our websites from the courses to private sessions. And we do free meditations yeah we have a meditation once a month and a webinar once a month so we have two free global events every month the the facebook group is new like we just started it because we realized that our our community group is basically on whatsapp and like instagram chats and we're like wait a minute you know this doesn't make sense (laughs) so we shifted everything to facebook recently it's been good. It's just like been a couple of weeks, the Facebook group. Uh, yeah, it's new, but it's thriving and it's doing well and people are engaging and it feels good. You know, you feel like you're meeting your family, the ones that come in new and, you know, it's like the, the family is getting together. It's beautiful. Great. Well, and maybe you'll need to create one in um, Telegram. <laughs> you know, how people are shifting. I, I was like, oh, Telegram has groups, but they don't have that many spiritual groups. And so... So I'm just planting that seed in case you guys want to do that. Um, <laughs> as you know, people move out of WhatsApp for privacy security reasons. And I think some people are migrating. I still have business stuff. Yeah. At Facebook as well. I haven't personally, I've moved over to Telegram, but I haven't moved business wise, but I've been thinking about that. You know, like I think that there's a mass exodus that's happening. <laughs> that's There's a yeah. shift that's yeah. going on. Well, is there anything, you know, whether it's just a message of what you really want to share with listeners or whether it's something that you want to promote that you think will really help people right now and this time, anything that you guys wanted to share? You know, I love that you asked that. Um, The first thing I'd like to share is I want to share my gratitude and appreciation to both of you, Tiana and Tim, for your service and for creating this podcast, you know, to bring more awareness and more light and more love onto the planet. I truly appreciate that. Today, I woke up with this beautiful message from God, which was, do people do their healing in order to feel better and to feel good? Or do people do their healing to be in alignment? Because if a person is in alignment, then they will always feel good. But when people do healings just to feel good and not focus on being in alignment, then they're not really healing. 
So what I want to share with people listening is that everybody deserves, everybody, no exceptions, deserves to have the most incredible life ever, where they are truly fulfilled, happy, blissful, safe, abundant, thriving, and, and, and manifest their heart's desires. Everybody deserves that. And that's my manifestation and wish and blessing to everybody. And there are tools and techniques that are available for everybody to shift. And I just want to let people know that no matter what is going on in their life, you know, there's always going to be something like life is like either you have small things that you need to heal or like a whole kind of worm opens up and you're like, okay, God, I have so much to do right now and, and to look within myself. So it's always going to be like that. But to remember the, self, the level of self-worth, because what I've understood on my journey, like whatever we do, whatever we say, you know, we can be like walking with unicorns or we can be scared shitless. It's so important to always remember the level of self-worth with whatever decision you make, because your level of self-worth dictates your alignment. And your alignment is key for you to being on purpose and bringing that heaven off on earth. In my opinion, it's so important that everybody gives themselves that opportunity. So if you're doing the work and you are in your alignment, you know, keep going. And even when it's tough, know that, you know, you're not alone, you're supported, you're loved. And, in, and when I travel in the universe and I see like all these beings that are supporting humanity, like we're really held, like really, truly we're held and we're so loved. It's incredible. And if you're not on your journey and you're not in alignment and you don't know where to start, reach out. One of the best things I've done is hire a mentor uh, when I started my path. It's good to have people, like we can learn on our own and we should have our own wisdom. Like we shouldn't be taking people's wisdom and making it our own because again, everyone has their own light to bring. Everyone has their own frequency to radiate, but it's good to learn from people that figured it out. So it's easier and it's faster. Yeah. I just wanted to share that. Oh, that was perfect. Thank you. Is there somewhere that people can go to find you guys online? Yeah, they can go to newearthmasters.com. That's our website. Uh, Facebook, like I said earlier, uh, New Earth Masters Tribe is the group that we've created for everyone to connect and, and to really uh, expand. Like on newearthmasters.com, people can ha can reach us in every way. You know, they can join the free global events if they don't have the financial capacity. If they want to invest in themselves, we have beautiful courses. They're very affordable and there's so much in them. And, um, you know, over there, they can just click the Facebook button, go to the tribe, click the Instagram button, follow, follow us. On Instagram, we have like a mini school. So it's all for free. We're sharing so many tips all the time. People can join us there and people can directly WhatsApp us if they just want to have like, you know, a talk. Uh, we offer free uh, consultations as well. You know, like we're very dedicated to being of service. So NewEarthMasters.com has everything people need in order to find us in any different platform. Correct. So that's what I would say use. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful to meet you both. Yes. Thank you both so much. I'm very, uh, yeah. very grateful to be here. Yeah. Thank you guys so much too. Yeah. Thanks for all the work that you do. Yeah. And when I read, like, when I was reading like what's in each of your courses, I'm quite impressed. Like, yeah, it, that's, it's really good content. So, so I'm excited for what you are birthing into the world.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I want to say thank you very much to Nada and Christopher for taking the time to share their gifts and knowledge with us. If you want to learn more about them and their services, please visit NewEarthMasters.com. I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast interesting, and Casey Henson for providing the music. If you'd like to learn more about us or find past episodes, please visit BeyondTheIllusionPodcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us. This will help other people find us. Take care.